Everybody, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joe Landerson. I'm Jordan Pomville. And joining us as always the uh, Sports Outsider, Phil Rand. You almost forgot what my nickname is on the show. You at uh Sports Outsider. You, you know, f- guys, for as rarely as I fumble the intro, he does it you a guys lot. come down like a ton of bricks every time it happens. Well, it's I no, mean, no, no, no. I've be. done it like a total of four or five times. No, no, okay, no, no. A total of four or five times that weren't like on purpose as a bit. No, 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 no I still that. reject that. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I think it's in the how many podcasts we done? Like three hundred. There's three hundred nine. I'm gonna go with you fucked up the intro, like somewhere in the forties. I would That's say so. Appalling, and it is appalling. There it's is, in the eighties if you count the times you do it as a bit. I would say one yeah. in ten. I, I no one I, in ten. I you would mess absolutely up. Absolutely say that. Uh, that yeah, is on average, on average, I would say that's about right. If it's more than one in twenty, I'd be shocked. It's because you don't listen to the the takes that we have to use. Right. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you hear the ones we have to use. You're still going, I'm just going to Everybody, yeah. sports, Joel Anderson. You're not listening to the notes they don't play. <laughs> I uh, Listeners at home, please send us a message and let us know how consistently you think I do that intro. And whether or not you think it's likely that I've made upwards of 40 Unforced air at sports number three podcast. And yeah. Joel, if you're listening, listen to the podcast and tell me what you thought of that intro you did. Are yeah, you proud of yourself? Exactly. Are he, you proud of yourself? Come back. We'll talk about it next week. Never listen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do we got in the show today? Uh, we've got a member of LeBron James's entourage who's going to be here. This is yeah. huge news. We're going to be neighbors. LeBron yeah. James is coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. He's coming to town. He's going to be a local like us. Absolutely. Right. Apparently, he's got uh, a, an entourage member with a very dumb name, Tortoise, apparently. <laughs> very dumb name. <laughs> Tortoise. But he's in his entourage, and his name is Tortoise, which, again, I repeat, Stupid name, right. but apparently he's in his entourage. He's going to talk about hey, coming to well, LA. He might know, be listening now. Let's not make too much fun. But it is name. a dumb name. Do we know how far down like the hierarchy of the entourage is he? Are I assume like that a- he's probably in the main four, but probably like the last place. He's not the manager. He's not the basketball has been. Yeah, he's the guy that opens up uh, restaurants where they put chicken fingers and fries inside of subs. Not a hanger on, right? But not like. Not like a loyal, close friend right. from if, childhood. If they, if they had to make cuts, if like tomorrow LeBron James got cut out of basketball, lost all of his endorsements, mm-hmm. and he had to make c- cuts, this guy'd be on the yeah, chop. Right. Tortoise is out. He's he's like the rest of the Lakers are now. <laughs> right. Not entirely necessary to this production. But this will be great because we'll get to talk to Tortoise about maybe it why. It even sounds dumb when you say it. I know, and I, and I was right. really trying to not sound right, dumb. I tried, to give, it, tried oh, to give it a level it of gravitas. Yeah. When we talk to Tortoise, we're going to be able to find out why he chose uh, Los Angeles. Might yeah, be I'm obvious. Really curious myself. And apparently, I mean, uh, Tortoise, the entourage, and LeBron all looking forward big time to moving to L.A., so I think he's going to yeah. enlighten us about it sounded that. sounded even dumber when Joel said it. Tortoise. All right, we got a wide world of weird sports. You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, LeBron James update, watch, update. LeBron James update, watch, update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. Today, 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 today. LeBron James goes to Lakers, semicolon. 
Make certain to bookend Cleveland's one moment of championship euphoria with two moments of devastating sadness. Oh, <laughs> poor Cleveland as a city. I know. My new favorite thing about LeBron is that he's done this to the Cavs twice now. Twice. <laughs> but he did give them the championship. He broke their heart. He put it back in and fixed it, and then he tore it out one more time. It was a... Really emotionally manipulative boyfriend right yeah. there. Yeah. Really yeah. just clearly fucking with you. Where he's like, oh, take me back. Come on, take me back. I don't want you anymore. It's like, all at once. Right now, Cle- <laughs> Cleveland's the person telling you about their ex, where you're sitting there trying to be very sympathetic, but in the back of your head, you're going, why the fuck were you still with this person? Right? Well, LeBron James is coming to Los Angeles, and if you thought ESPN was insufferable before... Well, now their main news story plays within walking distance of their West Coast studios. Oh, no. (sighs) And because Tinseltown is all about glamour, locals and tourists alike will be able to find hot new King James novelty t-shirts and souvenir shops from Hollywood to Venice Beach. Somewhere between the discounted Arnold Schwarzenegger governator t-shirts. Mm, I like those. And the Oscar for best stepmom. Oh, those are <laughs> awful. Uh, Sheldon Cooper Bazinga shirts are not discounted at all because they're still moving like it's 2009. Right? <laughs> uh, are there like... Um, are there like uh, young Sheldon versions where it's like, hey, Bazinga, lowercase? I don't yeah, think, I don't think it's called, caught on yet. They're uh. called Smalls. Oh, Smalls. That's the one. <laughs> But what, if, but what if you're a man who wants to dress like a child? Mm. Well, LeBron James Lakers jerseys are now on sale. Prices vary, but in Los Angeles terms, they're going to cost a little uh, more than a Sheldon Cooper Bazinga t-shirt, mm-hmm. but a lot less than an, athi- than an assistant signature on an NDA. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are getting so much pricey. The right? market for that is just exploding right now. <laughs> so jerseys are expensive, just not... Sexual harassment settlement expenses. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, sure. And if you had the misfortune to buy Cleveland LeBron James jersey during the NBA playoffs, you might be tempted to throw your jersey in the flames of the Cuyahoga. Mm-hmm. But don't! <laughs> At least not before trying to bankrupt a sports apparel retailer. That's right. <laughs> Fanatics, the world's largest licensed jersey seller, softly launched a program called Jury Jury. Jersey Assurance back in November that allows fans to exchange a player's jersey free of charge if that player changes teams within 90 days of purchase. Uh Uh-oh. In January, they upped the ante with American Express as a partner. If an NBA jersey is purchased with an Amex on Fanatics, that fan has a year to exchange the jersey if the player is no longer affiliated with the team. Uh Uh-oh. I imagine LeBron James is probably a very popular jersey, too. Yes. This is the first major uh, test of this marketing ploy, as now Fanatics is on the hook for millions of dollars in exchanges. LeBron James had one of the best-selling jerseys in the NBA playoffs, second only to Steph Curry. And in the past three months, that's the window, even if you didn't use Amex, LeBron jerseys are up 25%. Yikes. So how did this come about? Well, Fanatics did a poll and found out that one in every four fans said their most prominent concern with a jersey purchase was a player changing teams. Sure. Okay. Uh, That's why you always, always go with the classic player. I I can't stress this enough. Oh, a player who's done playing, you mean? Yeah. Like, okay. like you know Mikhail what Lions Jordan. jersey I got? Barry Sanders. Right. Never going to go out of style. Yeah. Right. Never going like to go to some baseball other team. jersey I got. Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> Again, never going to go out of style. Yeah, never. I guess there's always the chance that it comes out that they're horrible, like, sexual molesters or something. But 
but you know, much lower than like a free agency change. Oh, do they exchange it if they come out to be a horrible sexual molester? I'll dude? check the fine print, but right. I don't yeah. think I, so. I doubt they do. But yeah. I'm just saying, like you, you would probably want a new jersey at that. Oh point. yeah, my Harvey Weinstein jersey, I just threw out. Yeah, and that's a real bummer. It was reversible. Yeah. Oh yeah, well it had to be because if it's a Harvey Weinstein jersey, you got ketchup all over the front from all the food you're shoving in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, yep. It was what? It was uh, business casual on one side and then loose-fitting bathrobe right, in the party other. party in the back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so one in four fans concerned uh, with a player changing teams. Drilling down deeper into the data, the concern of a player changing team was unanimous for fans living in Cleveland. Oh, oh yeah. I wonder, wonder why that is. Uh, we've heard a lot of people ask, what is the catch, said Chris Orton, the company's co-president of its direct-to-consumer retail business. Mm. And the truth is, there is no catch. You just have to buy another six jerseys over the next year at retail price. That's a catch. <laughs> that's a big catch. No, I'm just kidding. That, that's a Columbia's Records joke, right? <laughs> written in 1992. Still works. Uh, if your jersey purchase meets the criteria, you just have to fill out an online form, and you will be given the choice of a different player's jersey from the Cavaliers or a new LeBron Lakers jersey. Okay. <laughs> so if any player you get, you either get a different uh, jersey from your own team or you can get the player on his new team. Hear that, Cavs fans? Just move to your second favorite Cleveland Cavalier. Well, look, if you're a Cavs fan, you've been waiting to burn a J.R. Smith just to get some stuff out of your system. <laughs> but you couldn't justify the price. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to lay down 100 bones just to burn a jersey. Oh, it's for free? Right. Well, okay. Uh, All it costs you is your faith in humanity. Right. Effigies ain't cheap. LeBron James, update, watch, update. LeBron James, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... All the things that LeBron James sponsors. Today. 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 News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. World Cup flopping, update, watch, update. World Cup! Update, watch, update! Brought to you by flopping. <laughs> well, it was a World Cup flopping update. Watch update. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it was brought to us by flopping. Right. It's just I thought I just heard right. we didn't have, on the drop button. We, I just yeah, heard we World didn't Cup have time update. Watch I feel like Joel flopped on that. Uh, <laughs> we record. didn't have time to record a new drop. Okay. So we had to go with one of our many existing World Cup update right. drops. Right. Right. No, and that, right. that was probably the uh -huh. closest one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Brazil beats Mexico 2-0. to zero. Semicolon, World Cup gets catty. <laughs> Meow. Subheadline in which soccer players call out other soccer players for flopping. Oof. Yeah. So, Pot, kettle situation here. Completely. So uh, let's break this down real quick. Mexico uh, has not made it out of the round of 16 since, like, 1986. Yeah. Okay. I'm always pulling for them, especially right. since I moved to L.A. They have never, they have never won a World Cup. Okay. Uh, Brazil, on the other hand, has like five. Right. Won a bunch. Yeah, they they've won a bunch, and so and they're and they're the heavy favorite. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but Mexico is in the round of sixteen again. They go, they lose to Brazil, so now they're done. Oh, that's too bad. Brazil continues on, and afterwards, Mexico Mexico coach Juan Carlos Osorio took issue with Brazil forward. Neymar's actions on the sideline in the second half of the victory for Brazil. Uh, Neymar is a real uh, trendsetter. Uh, first ever Brazilian player not to be named Ronaldo. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a good stat. <laughs> also, he just goes by Neymar. Yeah. His real name is Neymar da Silva Santos Jr. 
But he just goes by Neymar or Neymar I Jr. I love his but there's movie, no Ronaldo Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Neymar. <laughs> well, was, in fairness, that was his mom's. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway, uh, the Mexican coach Osorio called it shameful that officials allowed the game to be delayed so long. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it was really notable in the normally breakneck pace that a soccer game unfolds. Soccer slow. <laughs> okay, so Brazil has a 1-0 lead. Neymar also most expensive player in the world, so we know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, he, he Brazil's up 1-0. And this is how a BBC News article describes what happens next. Neymar's contribution was at times brilliant. There were stepovers, jinx in space, the clever backheel that set Brazil moving for the opening goal, which he himself put away. There was also the petulance and the play acting that, depending on your opinion, is either a, th- a cynical way to gain a minor advantage or reprehensible behavior that erodes the values of football. Wow. <laughs> Soccer. It was bizarre to see how the game came to a standstill when Neymar orchestrated a major flashpoint with under 20 minutes left to play. When Mexico fullback Miguel Leon uh, gently stepped on the Brazilian's ankle, Neymar began to wail and rise as if it was a stamp, waving his arms to communicate great pain. Yikes. It sucked everyone in. His teammates, the Mexico players, the referee, his assistant, the fourth official, everyone became involved in the situation that escalated. I turned to the German journalist next to me and he said, It's Neymar. <laughs> he said, it is, Es ist Neymar. Yeah, that's when it starts. That's when we're starting to get a little catty. Right. Uh, Neymar's reaction drew criticism as he squirmed on the ground for minutes afterwards like a dead fish, and it was pretty egregious. Uh, however, he was miraculously... It's not a great metaphor. A dead fish doesn't squirm. Well, we're out of the... Dying. Oh, yeah. A, a dying fish exposed to air. There you go. Yeah. Okay. This is, that was my own. That's not BBC. I don't want to <laughs> slur their good name. However, he was miraculously able to jog back in action when play resumed. Uh, Osorio said the incident halted Mexico's momentum as they chased an equalizing goal. Mm. But it gets cattier. I mean, than that. I, I I guess a part of me is like, what what can you possibly mean by momentum? Was it just that the ball was on their end of the field? I they mean, were all the, the other people were more tired than them. Maybe you know, momentum's and, an intangible. You got to give them yeah, this, Joel. Yeah, no shit. It's an intangible. <laughs> I mean, give them that. If he believed they're only down one zero at this point, they could still tie. You know, sure. stay in the game, right? So, anyways, but after the game, this is what he said. We had control of the match, but to me, it is just shameful that so much time could be lost over one player. The delay for one player was even four minutes, and that is a lesson for every children who play. This is a game, this should be a game of men, and not so much clowning around. Whoa. Seems a little late in the process to be complaining about that. Shots fired. Well, uh, here's what he said back, Neymar. They stepped on me. That wasn't fair. You can't do that. They talked a lot, but now they're going home. <laughs> this does not. That's the. Does that not make me English think that talk. Neymar, uh, the accusations are unfounded. Yeah. Does not. Uh, that's he the sort of reaction you get from a petulant person. He sounds like a prep school kid. Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah. You know, I set up this homeless person bum fight, and then one of them starts cheating. Right? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm paying them both. <laughs> Uh, uh Leon made a sandwiches? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh so uh Leon, which is a guy that stepped on him, insisted he didn't intentionally step on him, and the Mexican wingback made it clear his opinion at uh of the opponent's reaction. Quote, in the end it's football. If he doesn't want to be touched, then he should go do something else. 
If he wants to be on the floor, he should go lie down in his house. Oh, shit. That got really catty. Lie down in his house? Like in a bed? Oh. Like to go to sleep? Oh. I touched him a little, but it was because when I had to collect the ball, he tried to half block me so I couldn't. I wasn't even looking at him. I was looking at the ball. Oh, shit. Bye, Felicia. This is going to be the talk of the entire cafeteria come lunchtime. So a Mexico veteran, Rafa Marquez, who was playing in his final match at the age of uh, 39, said, Neymar's writhing didn't come as a surprise. We know Neymar very well. We know his character and playing attitude, and it is peculiar. Oof. Later, former Aston Villa striker Dion Dublin said on BBC Radio 5 Live, I'm embarrassed for Neymar. Mm. Really? Neymar's still in the tournament. <laughs> I'm embarrassed oh. for the ones that lost the tournament. Well, that's what his coach basically said. He said, it has been a great match with many goal opportunities in which Mexico has done a great performance. But when you lose, that generates frustration and this kind of comments. And I think we have to focus more on what happened in the match and less on his comments. Snap. Ooh, meow. Yeah. I got to backtrack here real quick. There was sure, one Joel. thing from yeah, earlier in the got? article that really yeah. struck me. BBC described Neymar as waving his arms with pain. Yeah. Uh, to communicate pain. Okay, waving his yeah. arms to communicate pain. What does that look like? It looks like this. <laughs> oh, like you know like the Muppets when the Muppets are going crazy like yeah. cheering it's like that just like waving them back and forth <laughs> I guess I've never whenever I'm in that much pain I usually clutch whatever right. part well, of me hurts that much and seriously though I imagine he probably fell to the ground and was probably punching the ground and grabbing at his face because that's what you do when you're in pain you go right. but that's not really waving your arms in pain I mean, he was kind of arms. like flop well because here's the thing he did flop about like a dying fish exposed to yeah. oxygen right okay or air and so when he was doing that, he needed a way to move around. So it was like his arms, and it just yeah. it looked completely ridiculous. Mm. It's kind of like, and he's like I said, most expensive athlete in the world. He makes like uh, $58 million a year. I mean, it's only $45 million most euros. Ex- most expensive athlete in the world is a backdoor dig. Right. <laughs> Note you didn't say the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the best is LeBron James. He's coming to the Lakers, you guys. Yeah. Well, the good thing about this is all of that flopping around in front of all those people uh, gave him a lot of good practice to be a groundling. Hey-o! Joining us now on the podcast is member of LeBron James's entourage, Tortoise. Oh, yeah! Ma, 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 ma. <laughs> Tortoise. Hey, Tortoise. Nice hey, to have you it's on. me, Tortoise. Uh, I'm LeBron James's friend from Cleveland, love then the Miami, name. then Cleveland. Is there a, is there a fun story behind the name? Yeah, uh, we were watching that stupid show Entourage, and there was someone named Turtle, and they went, "You're kind of like him, but fatter." Oh, so then they called me Tortoise because well, he's slower. Now it's not clever; it's a stupid name. I hate it, and everyone else hates it. <laughs> Do you have a real name? Are you allowed to use it? I'm not allowed to use it as part of my Entourage contract. Oh yeah. You have a contract? Ma, 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 ma. Well, yeah, it's, we got to be legally buttoned up. This is my full-time profession. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, uh, what do you make as an entourage member? Unlimited money a year. <laughs> <laughs> and I just point at things and I say, hey, LeBron, wouldn't it be cool if we owned that? And then they buy it for all of us. Okay. Cause yeah. Because he, he can't just buy it for himself. That'd be no, rude. No, that'd be selfish. So you're like, if you, if you say, hey, LeBron, that watch would look good on you. All yeah. of a sudden, full we all watches. Get watch it. Or like, hey, mopeds would be fun. Whole lot of mopeds, raining mopeds. That sounds really dangerous. Oh yeah, dangerous. Uh, 
Well, regardless, uh, I understand that you, the Entourage, and LeBron James all very excited about oh, the move yeah. to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. We're actually the ones that talked him into it. He didn't want to come to Los Angeles. Oh, really? He didn't? Yeah. No, he didn't want to come. Was he thinking Houston? No. I mean, he was. He wanted to stay in Cleveland forever. Really? Yeah. He was that, very that, happy there. That sounds really <laughs> He loved unlikely, his team. But <laughs> he loved the city and the location. All of those to the things. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame once. Yeah, but no actual rock and roll. No. Uh, so what <laughs> did the- attract you guys and then eventually LeBron to Los Angeles oh, and the yeah. Lakers? Well, I mean, the the big thing, the big selling point was you heard about these Pink's hot dogs. Pink's hot dogs? Yeah, Pink's hot dogs. Apparently you wait in line for a long time. You have a so-so hot dog. It's a day. Yeah. You make I mean- a day of it. In fairness, Pink's is pretty good. It's oh, just, yeah, it is. It's, it's the line never makes it actually worth waiting for. Oh, well, you know what? I gave that experience a B minus, which is pretty that's, good. That's odd. I feel like that's that's one of your standard, you you first move out to L.A., people go to Pink's. Oh, he was so excited. We said, we're going to do Pink's every day. I don't think that he's... Yeah. I mean, I don't think that a professional athlete should be eating chili dogs every day. No, we kind of made the decision for him. That's what the entourage is for. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well. Other than that's Pink's. a fun yeah, side Pink's thing. Is like that, a fun. Yeah. Like oh that's yeah. A bonus little little cherry oh, yeah. on top of the Sunday. What, what very specific like LeBron James thing do you think he's bringing? Oh, this gonna... one was very specific. He wanted to see what a California hobo looked like. A California hobo. Yeah, he's seen Cleveland hobos and Miami hobos. He's only he's has houses in Brentwood. He's only been there, not a lot of homeless people there, and he's like, oh, man, if I could make it back to L.A., I'll finally see what a California hobo looks like. Uh, so we got to see one. I feel like he's he's played a number of away games in Los Angeles. It's never caught one. It, never saw one. I mean, caught? Never, I feel like, well, there's a little bit of a slip there. You <laughs> said, one never caught his eye. Okay. <laughs> what I meant. It sounded like you were implying that he oh, was... Oh, no! I slipped my tongue. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, didn't All right, mean to. Okay, uh, but... But nonetheless, I mean, the Staples Center's downtown. I don't know how I would have avoided seeing any. Oh, they pull people. up the, the the team bus right to the back, unload it right there. You don't go I feel all like around. You're fixating on the wrong thing that right. he's never seen one, and I'm more interested in why he wants to see one. I, that does seem like the bigger question. It but does. Joel yeah. is kind of chasing the. He's kind of his arms cut off. He's complaining Sorry, about a, a paper cut. One one like logical incongruity at a time. Uh. Okay, yeah. so haha wants to see homeless people. Kind kind of funny. Sure. Also, yeah, kind he of did. Sad. He finally okay. saw one. Okay. He will he will get that yeah. out of his system on his first trip. He, to Santa he Monica. even said, "Oh, so that's what they look like." Oh. Right, pretty similar to the Miami. Yeah, elbows. that's. What I think he thought they would be holding a surfboard or having eighty sunglasses on or something. A little bit less clothing than your Cleveland. Yeah, less clothes. <laughs> yep. Okay. okay, so Pink's hot dogs. Yeah. A California hobo. A homeless people. Oh, yeah. Homeless Obviously, person. the Lakers are a great team, but what else maybe pulled him here? Oh, there's one. I mean, you, as you all know. Is it media market? Is right. it the stars? Is it the as movies? As you all know, there, there's a television and movies happen right here in Los Angeles, California. It's true. And LeBron James appeared in uh, Trainwreck. Right. Yeah. His own little, and was very good in Trainwreck, I thought. Yeah. He has a oh, TV yeah. show, yeah. Survivor's and, Guilt. Yeah. He really wanted to go see a taping of Let's Make a Deal. So we went to one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Let's he didn't wear a, a costume, so he didn't get up for the prizes. That bummed him out. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to wear a costume. He could have just worn his jersey, too. He got up, but he didn't. Whoever was managing the audience for Let's Make a Deal that day fucked up real bad. (laughs) 
Oh, right. if yeah. LeBron James is in house, that's what we figured. We kind of thought they would just he's pick him. Fast track to the front, uh, you know, costume or not. Also worth noting, LeBron James six nine, so he can't really understand how he could have missed him. Oh, they so. did though. So he just sat in the back and kind of pleasantly watched the show. Yeah, but, but I, I got to be honest, of all the game shows that you can catch because they tape in Los Angeles, I feel like Let's Make a Deal would be near the bottom. For oh, me. I don't know. You, have you guys seen Wayne Brady? I have. Oh, man. Yeah. LeBron James thinks he's okay. <laughs> yeah, so does just all okay. of America. That's what he thought. He's like, he's okay. Nobody has a strong opinion about So we about took Wayne that Brady. as like, he wants to go see the show. Okay. Uh, yeah, that... That just strikes me as, as real. He didn't even want to go to Price is Right. Oh, Price is Right is in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's I completely a little more, forgot. A little more popular. It's his favorite show. But, what? oh, well. <laughs> Price is that's Right too is bad. his favorite show. Oh, yeah. And you took him to Let's Make a Deal. I forgot that Price is Right exists. You also mentioned that you guys talked LeBron into coming to L.A. I'm starting oh, yeah. to wonder if maybe LeBron's entourage is not, not worth the money. Oh, paying. come on. No. No, because there's one big thing that he wanted to do in Los Angeles. Okay, the way I know you phrase that fact, makes it sound like you're conceding that the first three things were big. No, the other ones were big. This is the biggest that all he right. wanted to do in okay. Los Angeles. All right, Lay it if, if you can redeem yourself, go for it. Yeah, so he wanted to meet a celebrity. He, he is a celebrity, and he's constantly with Right. Them. Yeah, he wanted to meet a celebrity, so we brought him out. And we hooked him up with a meeting with George Soros. I mean, first of all, I feel like he's met big celebrity. No, I mean he's George Soros. George Soros. The newspapers write about him all the time. Yeah, but he was here for some reason as as an investor. Yep, and we hooked him up. LeBron James was in a movie with Amy Schumer. Oh yeah, but he said he said I want to be to Los Angeles. I want to go see some celebrities, and we went. Boy, do we have the one for you. Also, again, I, George Soros. I really don't know that he's a quote-unquote celebrity. Yeah, I mean, he's well-known. He is, he's famous. You guys knew who he was? Well, yeah. Yeah, I write about investing. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> so so you 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 introduced, introduced him to, him to George Soros. <laughs> you took him to a taping of the game show that's not his favorite game show. No, let's make a deal. You you showed him a homeless person. Yep, California homeless. Yeah, and you took him to a a okay but overrated hot dog place where you have to wait in line for two. It long. was B B minus. <laughs> was there anything I got to ask? I know you said there's yeah. the biggest, but was there anything to do with the geography? You know, the beach, the ocean, oh, yeah. the mountains, the oh, weather. Yeah. People here love the weather. You oh didn't... sure, not LeBron though. Man, he hates it hot and dry. He likes it hot and wet or cold and wet. Doesn't like it hot and dry. No hot and dry. Well. We have that in common, but uh Well there you go. Are you a celebrity? Uh, no. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> Doesn't want to meet you then. No, probably not. I don't not. think you wanted to meet George Look, Soros. When you either. put someone like Tortoise in charge of your travel itinerary, <laughs> it's not gonna be perfect. So wait, you were in charge of this. Oh, I was in charge of this it. This was your department. I brokered the trade. I got ten percent off the deal. <laughs> you say travel itinerary, that kind of implies a short term stay. Oh Did what, you-, you think he's gonna stay in Los Angeles? Yeah, he signed a four-year contract. Oh, he bounces around. <laughs> do you do you not recognize that that the the financial commitment that's been made? I have a very stupid name. Does LeBron James know that he signed with the Lakers? I don't know. I told everyone I was LeBron James, then signed some papers. Oh. Well, honestly, if people thought you were LeBron James, that's on them. Yeah, I agree. I'm very fat and short. Yeah, like a tortoise. 
hey, wait a second. You know, they live hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. not this one, though. I'm going to die when I'm 40. Well, it's been, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be dead soon. It's been great having you on, Tortoise. It's yeah, been a absolutely. pleasure being here. You know what? I give this somewhere between Pink's Hot Dogs and Wayne Brady. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tortoise. Yep. And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! That's why Weird Sports are like Weird Sports! Wide world of Weird Sports. What do we got this, this week's week? Wide World of Weird Sports? <laughs> Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Oh, that oh. sounds interesting. Oh, yep. this will be fun for you. Yeah. I hope you're taking notes, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Because you love shoving hot dogs into your maw. Uh, yeah, uh, allow, go ahead and read and allow me to fill in uh, any any corrections. That All right, have. the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is an annual American hot dog eating competition. That Anything is wrong correct. All right. It is held each year <laughs> on Independence correct. Day yep. at Nathan's Famous Corporation's original and best-known restaurant, at the corner of Surf and Stillwell Avenues in Coney Island, a neighborhood in Brooklyn, New York City. Get the rope. <laughs> All good. That's okay. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's the location. I enjoy watching this event every year, I must oh, say. Oh, yeah. I actually, I, I've never watched it because I'm disgusted by it. It's, but. Oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's so stupid. It's amazing. But I, I will say I've been to a live competitive eating contest. I watched Joey Chestnut. Set the world record for eating the most gyoza ever in ten minutes. Oh, I love gyoza. Yeah, you told me about this. I yeah. was jealous. At, I think uh, I could beat him Tokyo. in that because I love gyoza. I think I could beat Joey. Chesa. Having watched it happen, you are wrong, Phil. You no, could, I think I, I, I could beat him. I think he ate like, uh, like twenty five. No, way more than that. Uh, I can eat like twenty five in a sitting. He want to say he it was twenty-five hundred. Would chug like two sauce packets. Oh, there and then we another go. twenty-five, and then another two sauce packets, oh, and then another twenty. The sauce is one of the best parts. Based on sauce. based on the oh, based yeah, on the nah. existing hot dog record, I I think it was probably upwards of like a hundred something gyozo. Okay, well I don't think I could beat him. Uh, the contest has gained public attention in recent years due to the stardom of Takeru Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut. Mm-hmm. The defending champion is Joey Chestnut, who ate seventy-two hot dogs in the two thousand seventeen contest. Very close to the record. He beat out beat out Carmen Sincati mm-hmm. and the 2015 champ and YouTube star Matt Stoney. Yeah, Matt uh, was it Thundertoad Stoney or something like that? He's got I don't a great know. nickname. He's got a big YouTube channel where he competitive eats stuff. It's great. Oh. Who's he competing with? Uh, he just kind of eats on his own. It's like oh. it's like man eats a hundred hot dogs. Like those are the titles of all well, the videos. A true artist competes with only himself and his own legacy. Oh yeah, right. But they're not, not others. Re- they're not referred to as competitive artists. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's all competitive, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rules. Major League Eating or the MLE, formerly known as the International Federation of Competitive Eating or the IFOCE, has sanctioned the event since 1997. Today, only entrants currently under contract by MLE can compete in the contest. Right. That makes sense. The field of about 20 contestants typically include the following. The defending champion. Winners of regional qualifying contests for that season. Individuals Qualifying is one of two wild cards, which is the highest two average qualifier scores without winning a single qualifier, and those invited by special invitation by the MLE. And it also says, see controversies section below. Ooh. Yeah. 
Should we just go straight to the... Go on, let's go to the controversies. I think people Controversies. Are there we go. Else. Controversies usually revolve around supposed breaches of rules that are missed by judges. For example, NY1 television news editor Phil Ellison reviewed tape footage of the 1999 contest and thought that Steve Kiner started eating at the count of one. But Judge Mike DeVito, himself the champion of the 1990, 1993, and 1994 contest, was stationed directly in front of Kiner and disputed it, saying it was incorrect. Yeah, Kiner ate 21 and a half dogs, as shown on the Wall of Fame located at... Oh, that's it? I know. Now the record's, tw- what, 76? Yeah. 73 and a half. It's, gone, it's basically, it's gone up exponentially. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, Kobayashi doubled it the first year he won. Wow. And then it's, it's been broken like he, six or seven times since then. It's been, basically, it was bro- like Kobayashi <laughs> broke his own record, I believe, a couple times, and Joey Chestnut has broken his own record a couple times. Oof. The current holder is Joey Chestnut. Yeah. People be getting fatter, huh? Uh, Kiner ate 21 and a half dogs shown on the Wall of Fame located at Nathan's flagship store, the corner of Surf and Stillwell Avenue, Zaconi Island. The controversy was created by George Shea, a chief published. Uh, the controversy was created by George Shea, the chief publicist for Nathan's, because it created much more publicity for the contest. So he called foul on his own thing. Oh, oh yeah. It's pretty great. Another controversy occurred in 2003 when former NFL player William the Refrigerator Perry competed as a celebrity contestant. That's fun. Though he had won a qualifier by eating 12 hot dogs, he only ate four at the contest. Mm, he was Stopping after just five minutes. Shea stated that the celebrity contest experiment will likely not be repeated. Yeah, I guess not. That's a bummer. At the 2007... Oh, wait, 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 Phil, quick question. Yeah. Uh, do you know where the flagship Nathan's restaurant is located? It's on the corner of Surf and Stillwell in Coney Island in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I did that from... I See, I listen to myself <laughs> when I talk. Uh, at the 2007 contest, the rules were delayed... To rev- or the results were delayed to review whether defending champion Takiro Kobayashi had vomited, also known as the Roman Method incident or reversal of fortune, in the final seconds of regulation. Such an incident results in the disqualification of a competitor under the rules of the IFOCE. The judges ruled in Kobayashi's favor. A similar incident involving Kobayashi in 2012 in a victory over Eric Badlands Booker. Kobayashi so, might be cheap. I mean, how do they review whether or not he vomited? Uh, they check the tape. Yeah, <laughs> let's go back to the videotape. I think it's one of the, what I love about, because, I again, I watch this every year. <laughs> yeah. They always, when they read the rules, they're always careful to say they don't call it vomiting. They say, if there is a reversal of fortune... Right. <laughs> That's the euphemism. Then you are disqualified. Right. Exactly. But so they, if everything's going well, then it stops going well. It's reversal love, of fortune. A reversal of fortune. I love it. Takiro Kobayashi had not competed in the contest since 2009 due to his refusal to sign an exclusive contract with Major League Eating, which is the current sanctioning body of the contest. In 2010, he was arrested by police after attempting to jump on the stage after the contest was over and disrupt the proceedings. I remember that. That's great. Uh, on August 5th, 2010, all charges against Kobayashi were dismissed by a judge in Brooklyn. Despite his six consecutive victories in their annual event, Nathan's removed Kobayashi's image from their wall of fame in 2011. Oh, my oh God. Shame. Shit. Yeah, Kobayashi this is, again. This is Pete Rose not in the Hall of Fame all over again. <laughs> right? Uh, Kobayashi again refused to compete in 2011, but instead conducted his own hot dog eating exhibition, claiming to have consumed 76 HDBs. Which is seven more than Joey Chestnut accomplished at the same. Listeners at home, HDB stands for hot dogs with buns. There we go. 
Uh, the sports website Deadspin deemed Kobayashi's solo appearance an improbably perfect up yours to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. But it's not the record because they weren't there to sanction it. Yeah. yeah. How many people know what the women's record also, is? Uh, uh, okay, the men's record. I, w- I was also going to say it, it, it wasn't a record because there was a strong tailwind that day. So uh, so it was like a win-aided 76, which doesn't doesn't qualify for the world record. Yeah. <sighs> okay, oh, female record. I'm going to go with 42. I think it's 41 by Miki Sudo. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's 45 by Sonia the Black Widow Thomas in 2012. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. The record yep. holder is not the defending Miki champion. Miki Sudo is the defending champ with yeah. 41. Um, and the men's record we already covered, but let's go back in time. But a bit of 1972, the first year that it came out, the first eating. Uh, no, wait, some, that's a three and a half minute competition. Some about that. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. The the PR people who sort of brought it back in 72 yeah. have, have since uh, claimed that that was like the first year it happened and that they made up any history prior to that. But there is also like a long legend that goes back that says that the original one was held in 1916 between four immigrants who were trying to prove uh, their patriotism. Wow. And there are no records prior to 72, so people well, are unsure was... whether or not it's actually you know been there. But this year, if you believe the 1916 legend, is going to be the hundredth time they've held it. There was one that they're claiming in 1967, which was a one-hour contest. Right? Uh, according according to the people who held the like the bigs ones in the early 70s that revamped the whole thing or invented it they say it never happened before them and they totally just uh uh made all of the history oh, prior yeah. to 72 well, up this is this is well disputed although it was documented in two press accounts that were separate but guess what Ooh. the record was for an hour this was done by a 400 pound 32 year old truck driver this sounds like a guy who had just blown through Amarillo, Texas and eaten the 72-ounce steak. Yeah. He shows up to town, sees yeah. it's a hot dog and comes forth. One hour. How many did he eat in an hour? Let's HBDs. How, um, how much is one hot dog in ounces? I'm going to go with four. Four? Okay. So 72 ounces of steak divided by four. This might be a lie, I remind you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with just an even century. 100. Okay. Joel? I'm, I'm going to go with 25. The newspapers claimed 127. Bullshit. If he had an hour, though. Yeah. Yeah, but even with an he hour. He was a 400-pound truck driver, Joel. This is... this Dude is, drove truck. This is well pre-Kobayashi. Like, I just... I thought... Well, yeah. some natural method. Yep. And this brings then to another wide world of weird sports. Oh, Joel's always a skeptic, but he wasn't alive in 1967, so he don't know. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to bring back Tortoise, a member of LeBron James' oh, yeah. entourage. Hey, guys. Hey, Tortoise. All right. Yeah, here I am. Hey, now that you're here, could you give our contact information? Oh, out? sure. That's not a problem. All right. You can find everybody in beautiful Los Angeles, home to some of the most California hobos. <laughs> uh, or you can find them on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can find them on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can find them on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can find them in Los Angeles, home of Pink's Hot Dogs, the okayest hot dogs on earth. Thank you very much, Tortoise. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. I just had a little butt leakage. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel.